Okay, let's cross now to our guests and welcome on board once again, Alex Wong, a director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management. Good morning, Alex. How are hey, you? Good morning. And uh, let's also say hi to Nitin Dialdas, uh, Chief Investment Officer at Mandarin Capital. Uh, good morning, Nitin. Good morning, James. Nice to have you both on the show as ever. And I guess let's start talking a little bit about uh, the effect of uh, oil on the markets. Um, it seems that Brent crude is trading 6% up. What are we feeling about this? You know, is this going to have a big uh, crunch effect on uh, the markets for the rest of the week and uh, into next week? Uh, Nitin, what do you think? Um, I I think, look, the oil prices have come down substantially since last year if, uh, when the breakout of the war. Um, so it seems to be that the suppliers have decided that there, has, there is too much supply and they just need to take some off the market and just keep the prices around this level. I don't think it will spike as high as a lot of people are saying. I don't think it will get back to the 100 level. But I do think they're trying to keep it around the 80 to 85 level and that's probably why they took up the supply off the market yesterday. Alex, $100 or not, what do you think? I think, uh, yes, I agree. I, I don't think it will uh, not go back to 100 easily um, because if you look at the price actions over last year with the um, with the background of the war, uh, the, the demand actually still cannot drive the price much higher. So I think uh, probably we would be somewhere within 80 to 85. But it, it has already some impact on the market because it may change a little bit on the inflation expectations. And we are seeing profit taking on the tech sectors because of this already yesterday. What's going on here? Um, some are saying that uh, it's Saudi Arabia's, if you like, quote-unquote, selfish ambitions to focus on its own ends, uh, which has brought uh, this about. Um, would you agree with that, Nitin? Um, yeah, I mean, everyone looks out for themselves, don't they? <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think there's anything new in terms of each country trying to protect themselves. And I do think it really, you're right, in the sense that they want to protect the prices. They want to make sure that they still generate enough income into their country um so yes but as i said who doesn't who doesn't protect themselves and who doesn't look after themselves hmm. alex yeah he is never natural because they want to maximize the, the profit so this is quite natural for them to do so so uh, i think this is uh, quite uh, quite 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 understandable uh, sorry just one thing to hmm. add there is i also think they've got to keep it above a certain level to make some profit because there is the cost of extraction there is you know all of that so if it gets too far or too close to, say, the 60 or $50 mark, that's when they start not making much profit. So they had to keep it around these levels on that basis. Mm. Uh, this come, comes, of course, on the back of the, uh, the banking crisis. What's it going to do to the uh, wider world economies? What, what do we think uh, on that, Nitin? Um, I think the banking crisis is probably a lot more serious than the oil pri uh, prices at the moment. Uh, we've had inflation for the last year. I think you will start seeing the inflation numbers taper down. So even if oil prices stay around 80, let's not forget last year it was about 120, 130, and it slowly started coming down. 80 is a substantial drop-off. Um, the banking crisis, day, I don't think it's quite ended yet. Uh, I do think we've had the initial play. We've had the SVBs, the First National Banks, all of that coming through. Um, but what's coming, what's coming out of the box next there? What are you expecting, Nitin? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I still think there's some regional banks that are in trouble that has been protected over the short term, but they'll probably come through probably in the next few weeks where you have this little bit, the first lot, and then you get the serious problems coming through later. 
Alex, is that something that you see is going to happen? Are you, uh, more more things going to pop out? I think uh, probably more things will pop out, but at least I think other banks would be more prudent in the management of the books. So uh, that's why a very, very slow uh, landing uh, coming forward. So uh, that would make the economy uh, even worse. Uh, so I think uh, probably it would uh, make um, activities slower and probably we would see a recession looming in, in, in the U.S. Yeah, surely a lot of banks are looking very closely now at their own inner workings, would you not think, uh, Alex? Yeah, yeah, of course. Many, many banks actually would be quite um, prudent in the management of their books now. So uh, that means uh, people probably would be more difficult to get um, lending, to get their loans. So I think uh, that would uh, have an impact on the real economy. It seems that some of uh, HSBC's local investors are quite critical of HSV, HSBC buying the UK arm of SVB. Uh, HSBC chairman under fire uh, yesterday at uh, Kitech. Uh, you have some views on that, Alex? Uh, what, what do you think about that? I think uh, they, um, they are just uh, complaining about uh, that because of the performance of uh, HSBC share price in the long term. I think that deal is understandable because uh, you have a very little time to do the decision because uh, you have to stabilize the market so uh, you when you have uh, you have to do it in a rush then you you have to put it uh, for a very low price and one pound I think is already low enough uh, you, you have, seems course, quite a good deal does it yeah, seems to be a, a okay deal uh, because <laughs> uh, you have to absorb the uh, uncertainties so uh, maybe uh, they have to take some losses in the future but that probably you should say that that is included in the price so I think uh, this is a sensible uh, uh, acquisition. So um, I would not say uh, I want to say that the management is uh, is too, is, uh, is uh, too um, too reckless. Is it is it more that uh, there's a bit of an obsession about this um, potential spin-off of HSBC's Asia business and anything that um, uh, the guys that want to push that uh, can be critical of? They will be critical of. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think you saw that yesterday. There was a big grilling in terms of getting them to split the Asian business, mm. pay a higher dividend. And like Alex said, it all comes down to the share, you know the share performance. So over the last 10 years, it's gone nowhere. So I think people are starting to get frustrated over the fact that you know, you've got a behemoth in the banking world, and yet you're getting no returns out of this, out of this share price. So people are trying to look at that. Um, in terms of the SVB deal, yeah, I think... I mean, I think... One pound plus a debt is actually a fair deal. It's already brought in billions in terms of deposits, so or the or looking for uh, action, money from the um, tech world. So I think that deal will actually play itself out and might actually be a good deal for them. But certainly people are getting a bit frustrated now at the share price, so they need to start seeing that perform. Are we going to have uh, bigger issues with uh, China's banks? Um, Chinese authorities were warning that uh, top bankers. Um, yesterday, or uh, sorry, on Friday, that the crackdown on their industry is far from over yet, and there's a there's a lot more drilling down to be done. Uh, do do we think that um, you know a sort of banking crisis, not really a contagion because it's not the same thing, but there could be another banking crisis in China? Do you think, Alex? I don't think so because uh, they are all state related. So I don't think uh, the the states that would put a banking crisis in China. So uh, affecting the, the economic activities because the China economy momentum actually is already weak. So I think uh, they probably uh, just uh, say so because uh, they want the bankers to be more prudent in their lendings. And it, because we have a very strong uh, bank loans figures in the first few months uh, already, so probably they are becoming too aggressive. Uh, so probably they want them to be more prudent.
Nevertheless, uh, you know, Bank of China's former chairman, Mr. Liu, is suspected of, quote, serious violations of discipline and law. Could could that be uh, something that's happening elsewhere in the industry, do you think, Nitin? Yeah, uh, unlike Alex, I'm a little bit worried about the Chinese banking sector. I do think there are a lot of bad debts in there. I think they've got to tidy it up and there'll probably be a big consolidation. Maybe it won't be a banking crisis per se, but there's got to be some sort of tidying up of the industry. And I think that's what's going on at the moment. Um, yeah, and I, look, at the end of the day, when they target someone, they will find them, say, they've taken Bank of China, Sex Chairman, now they might be looking for others, and I wouldn't be surprised if there are others that do come out of there. What other things are you looking at uh, uh, around the world, around the region at the moment, it's in, you know, as to affecting the markets and, uh, and your business? Well, I think, a lot, I mean, this week should be quite a quiet week. We've got Easter coming up. There's holidays in China. There's holidays in Hong Kong. So I think this week will be quite quiet in, this, in the region. Um, US and Europe, obviously, will continue to worry about their inflation, their banking situation. Um, and, yeah, looking at their economies and trying to figure out how to pick that up. So I think focus this week is very much on the West and seeing all the numbers that come through, whether it's PMIs um, and other numbers that will start coming through during the week. The RBA in Australia making their announcement about uh, interest rates uh, later today, I think. Um, you know, do, do you look to those kind of indicators as to where the Fed's going uh, you know, in the future? I don't normally look so much at Australia because it's quite a small market, but I do look at, say, Europe, UK and US as one, and I kind of think they're quite in tandem. Um, obviously, what happens in the US does have a ref- reflection in Asia, but I think Australia is quite isolated in its market in itself, so I don't tend to look too much of that as a guidance, no. Alex, what are your outlooks uh, for, for the next few days? Uh, how are you seeing the next week? What are, what are you looking for? I think, first of all, trading will be quiet, uh, and then probably we will see a run of sector rotation because uh, of this uh, oil price uh, surge. Uh, we may see funds are coming back to the oil sectors and probably coming out uh, from the tech sectors because the tech sector has been the uh, safe haven uh, in the last uh, in last month. So um, with a renewed worry on inflation, probably we would see funds coming out from the tech sector. So we probably may see the Nasdaq to uh, underperform for now. What's likely to trigger more trouble in the tech sector? Is it uh, is it chips? Uh, no, chips probably not. But uh, right now, tax delivery figures is uh, uh, a little bit of concern and probably uh, people may suspect another round of price cuts in that, uh, in that market. So uh, fairly likely we may see uh, uh, EV-related companies' uh, shares to come down. Nitin, would you, would you agree that tech is, uh, is something that's a focus? Yeah, I think there'll be certain mar- uh, sectors within the tech sector that will... Uh, start to weaken. I mean, I think if you're really being realistic about it, the fact that there's a lot of job cuts coming through within the the, the big companies, the Amazons, the Googles, uh, the Facebooks of the world, I do think that hints at quite a bit of trouble at the high end of the tech sector. So I do think there'll be some profit taken coming out of there. Well, we await with interest. Uh, thank you very much to uh, our guest this morning, Alex Wong, Director of Alex KY Wong Asset Management, and uh, also to Nitin Dialdas, who is Chief Investment Officer at Mandarin Capital.